Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome another Thursday night. That means it's date night. Tracy, how many weeks have we been doing this now? Four, maybe? Four or five? Four weeks online. We've been doing date nights for as long as we've been married, even before we actually went on dates before we got married, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Nothing but marital bliss over here. Now, tonight we're talking about boundaries in marriage, but this is going to be fun because as we said last week, we were going to try to double date tonight. Yep. And uh, we figured, we think we figured it out, the technology behind it all. We've invited <laughs> Zach and Heather Johnson to join us. So Zach, Heather, thank you for figuring out the, the technology on your end. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the topic? Yeah, well, my name is Zach and this is Heather, my wife. We've been married... Three almost, years? Almost three years. Yeah, it's been three years. Yeah. We've been married three years now. We Zach, have math a... Is, math is hard. We recognize <laughs> that Zach, math is hard. I got you. I stopped doing math when work stops in the evenings. <laughs> but uh, we've been married We've been married almost three years now. We have a 13 year, or 16-year-old daughter um, who was 13 when we got married. Mm -hmm. And Heather is actually pregnant uh, with our second, and she is seven months pregnant. So with yeah, a little so boy. Excited. Yeah, that's yeah. really exciting. And I was there at your wedding. Uh, we both were actually, you were gracious to invite Tracy as well. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been awesome to watch you guys and your family grow. We're so mm -hmm. excited for your new one on the way. So tonight's topic, Tracy, is going to be good because Zach and Heather can kind of represent this topic of setting boundaries in parenting from the vantage point of having an, a little one on the way. So we can talk about sure. young boundaries. Yeah. Uh, having a teenager, we of course have a teenager still at home, but they can also represent some of the blended family stuff. Right. So before we get into some of the topics and questions, and again, couples at home watching this, remember, use those questions down below um, and uh, and talk about this on your own. Maybe not maybe not right now during the live stream, but as soon as this is over, the whole point here is we're we're sparking a conversation and and helping you grow your marriage. So. Tracy, before we get into any of that stuff, what are we what are we talking about when we're talking about boundaries in parenting? Is this like a social distancing thing? Or? No, we're going to talk <laughs> about the importance of boundaries as that internal mechanism that as we're training our kids, as we're using discipline and structure, that we're teaching them the safety lines they should have around their life, their boundaries to know who they are, to know who other people are, to know how they should act, how they should allow other people to treat them, um, issues of respect and safety and all of that. So boundaries and parenting is about parents teaching their kids these boundaries, teaching them those internal mechanisms so that eventually, and we're getting close with a couple of them, they can launch from our home and be independent, healthy adults. Mm -hmm. So let's start with this question. And since we're on a double date, and we've we've done this with Zach and Heather over dinner back mm -hmm. in the day when we could actually go to restaurants. And I know. Dinner. What was that like? I know. Huh. But we and so this is this is good. This feels like we're sitting here sharing a meal together, guys. Which one of you is better at setting boundaries? Not even in parenting, but just in general, which one of you is better at setting boundaries? Definitely Zach. <laughs> Definitely, Zach. <laughs> Would you agree? Yeah, I, I feel like I have uh, a better ability to set to set boundaries. Um, I think maybe that's the way that I was raised, um, and in the way that I was raised to be independent. But yeah, we definitely set boundaries in a different way as as parents, for sure. 
Now, Tracy, if we were to ask that of ourselves, what would you say? I think I know the answer to this. It's pretty Well, obvious. I'd be interested to hear your answer. She is definitely better at setting boundaries. So an example of me not setting boundaries is I'm the guy that would be like, you know, a buddy's a buddy's stopping through, you know, town. And I'm like, hey, yeah, come on over and I'll forget to tell her. Um, or I'll say, yeah, you can stay with us and I'll forget to tell her. Uh, things like that. So mm -hmm. those are examples in yeah. everyday life of like not really good. I, I was never, man, this is good for you to to be aware of. Like I was never really... I wasn't always really sure where I stopped and where someone else began mm -hmm. or where someone else stopped and where I began. And the reason this is so important, obviously, is if moms and dads, if you if you don't understand what a boundary is and how to set a healthy boundary for yourself, then there's no way you're going to set a healthy boundary for your mm -hmm. for your kids. And then I think that's where sometimes really bad things can happen, right? When you when you don't know how to set good. Oh boundaries yeah, that's when you get in unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And but I would say on that point too, that there are times that I am a little bit too permissive. Like I'll have set a boundary with my kids or mm -hmm. like a rule, and then I'll want to give in that. Whereas I feel like sometimes you'll step in and be like, "Well, wait a second. There's a bigger lesson here. If we let them get away with that, then we're not teaching them." The principle we're trying to teach them. Mm -hmm. So I'm not always good at boundaries, I wouldn't say. Okay, so let's let's talk about teenage kids for a second. Zach and Heather, uh, share about... Heather, this might be more for you. Have you had to set some boundaries with your daughter for, let's say, let's start with friendships? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and quite honestly, prior to getting married... Uh, that's why I said that Zach is a lot better at setting boundaries. Being a single mom for 13 years, I, I, Madison would call me a helicopter mom, you know, so I wanted to just coddle her and protect her from everything, from hurt with friendships and school and failure and sports and you name it. Um, I wanted to have a very controlled, tight-knit environment um, to make it, to, to give her the best life possible which really I think in turn was detrimental to her because she hasn't learned to set boundaries until she was, you know, 13. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question with friends, um, it's setting boundaries of, you know, what she believes, what's right, what's wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and again, rather than me telling her in my little controlled environment and being a helicopter mom, it's empowering her uh, to make those decisions. Um, and now as she's older, um, even in a relationship with, with a boy. Yep. So it's, it's been yep. an interesting That's, process. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to that one. I, I want to ask Zach <laughs> about boys and his teenage daughter. But before we get to that, one of the things you mentioned, Heather, was, um, was just about what the way we call it is transferring ownership. If you watch this topic later on, couples, um, we encourage you to do that. We, we define parenting as, as a transfer of ownership over the course of their lives. Well, at least mm -hmm. over the course of their, their childhood, mm -hmm. that eventually you're going to transfer ownership completely to them. So you're helping them set boundaries along the way. But at some point, they're going to be out and off to college or off into their careers. And then you really can't set boundaries for them anymore. Right. And so Tracy, maybe you can speak to that because this is an example with friends when our, when our kids, especially were little, I think you were a lot better about being thoughtful about the friends that they had. Um, and I just was pretty oblivious to it. So there are probably some parents out there, maybe with younger kids at home, you know, grade school kids or even junior high kids 
who are saying, wait, we should be, we should be setting boundaries for our, for our kids and their friend groups. What would you say to that? Well, yeah. And even like in the age of social media, that's been another area where we have to teach our kids like to think about, it's not just posting a picture or putting some comment Mm -hmm. out there because in that moment, that's what you felt like saying or doing. It's like, that's out there. And that's a picture of who you are, that future people, future employers, you know, colleges, people can see that and then draw conclusions about you. But even for my daughter who's in college, so we've kind of experienced a, a semi-launch of, of one child where... But she's back. But during she's the back. quarantine, she's back. We yeah. couldn't shake her. We couldn't shake her. Um, but, you know, like I, we've had to watch her grow and have friendships and be experiencing a more independent Mm -hmm. life. And she's not coming to us anymore asking our opinion, or I can't say you can't do that or no, I have to trust that the boundaries and the ownership that we involved her in over time as she was in Mm -hmm. our home to say, okay, well think about this. What are the possible dangers of doing that? And kind of empowering her to realize these are decisions that you're going to have to make on your own when mom and dad aren't around anymore. Yeah, but in a, but to that point, even even along the way, we've had to be, we've had to help her take ownership and discover some of these values for herself, rather than just as a nineteen year old or even as a seventeen year old a couple of years ago, just make the decision for her and say, nope, you can't do that, and mm-hmm. I've made the decision. You kind of have to, I think, right? You have to in parenting. I think it's a little bit more of an art. Yeah. I mean, along the way, certainly. I mean, there are times where I think you need to lay down the law. But there are other times where you need to say, well, what do you think? And what would you tell your kids when you're the parent? Mm-hmm. And somehow try to get them to take ownership for the choices that they're making. Because obviously parents, probably, we're going to be making conservative recommendations and choices for our kids. And the kids might make uh, less than conservative yeah. decisions when it comes to them. Which, Zach, leads us to the question of boys So now how do you, as a dad, even though you've only been her father for a few years here, but you're still a protective dad, do you help, do you help her set boundaries when it comes to boys? Uh, I think first it's, it's communicating, it's talking, it's asking a lot of questions Mm -hmm. about, um, about what they're doing, about how they're spending their time together, about who they're with. Um, and then trying to provide some perspective because, Heather and I have both been 16 before mm-hmm. and we, and we have been in her shoes, obviously not in the, the social media world, but, uh, but we were still 16, 17 year old kids or teenagers. And, and so we know what's going through their head and we know what, um, you know, what they're feeling. So it's really just trying to get her to open up a little bit and communicate to us about, about what she's feeling. And after asking those questions, trying to encourage boundaries that are um, maybe sort of geared towards the way that she answers those questions or the way that she's thinking. That's good. Um, and I would, you know, I think if, if we've learned anything over the past three years, I think what we've learned is when we do set boundaries, um, typically the child is not in the middle of those boundaries. <laughs> the child is right on the edge, if not over those boundaries. For sure. And so taking that into consideration when setting the boundaries um, is is that they're probably going to dip their toe or or step over just to see what that's like. So that's a good point. And I, I, think that I, love, that's... The way, I, I love the way, though, that you guys talk about setting boundaries. You know, I think Heather's perspective when um, 
when she was younger in parenting as a single mom was setting a boundary was protecting. Right. But I think that her perspective has changed as, as Madison has gotten older, but as we've grown together in our marriage, that setting a boundary is for, uh, to create her independence and so that she starts making decisions and so that she can be forward looking and instead of just protecting her. So, which I think is such a good point and kind of goes to what you guys will be transitioning back to when you have your little baby, right? Because those early years, it's all about we're doing everything for them. You know, when they're mm -hmm. infants and toddlers, they can't do anything. From, we have to teach them the world and danger and all those things. So you'll be at one end of the spectrum with your little guy. But then with Madison, you guys are nearing the end of that journey where, like you said, it's, it's really more about pushing her towards independence mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not just laying down the law, but teaching her like teaching her the principle and hoping she'll apply it once she's out of your house. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit before we talk about little ones a little bit, because I think you've got some good insights for us. Let's talk a little bit about discipline because dis discipline is, there's probably a good metaphor here, but I didn't think this through early <laughs> enough, but discipline is really the, is the tool that we use as parents to set boundaries, right? We, when our, when our kids were little, we would discipline them. I, we would, I would go ahead and say that we spanked our kids in love. Can I say that? Yeah. We, I don't know if you can do that anymore, well, but you, we, you said it. So I said it, deal with it, everybody. Okay. Put your hate in the comments if you don't like that. But my parents spanked me. Tracy's parents spanked her a lot. We're very, a lot. We're very, <laughs> very grateful for like loving discipline because well, if done you, the right way. Yes. Yeah. Done the right way. Obviously not abusive, but loving discipline because what discipline does is it reinforces that they just crossed over a boundary. Now, obviously when they get into their teenage years, you still have to exercise discipline to reinforce the boundary. But the goal is, I, this is how I view it, it's a transfer of ownership is they're learning self-discipline so that you're going from the place and our youngest now is 17 AJ and he, he, he has learned how to discipline himself, right? He knows how to discipline himself because we have helped him understand and, and sort of take ownership and buy into boundaries but, in his own life. But we're teaching him plenty about boundaries of like speaking with respect, not yeah. being argumentative. So he may, he may have those boundaries in place in some things like with friends or with girls, things that he won't cross. But we're still working on some of those boundaries of what's what's an okay way to speak to your mom and what's a not okay, yeah. which is part of me communicating my boundaries to AJ of what I allow. But then it's also teaching him that you don't speak to people that way, no matter your level of comfort or whatever your mood. Like those are all things we still have to teach and discipline then to reinforce that boundary. Yeah, couples, as you're watching this, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube live, why don't you use the comment section to let us know what areas mm -hmm. uh, that you're having to teach your kids boundaries right now? Maybe it's, you know, how to, you know, go to the bathroom if you've got little yeah. ones. Maybe there are boundaries for that, especially if you're a boy. Um, you know, hit the Cheerio. Uh, maybe you're trying to teach them boundaries with, with friendships or boundaries with girls or boys or with their language or what are some other examples? Well, like we talked about social media, yeah. how, yeah. how you manage your time, especially yeah. in this COVID-19 thing. Like these kids have a lot of time on their hands. Dads, you know, one of the things with my son is we're talking about boundaries 
uh, with purity, when mm -hmm. it comes to purity, we're, we're actually starting to read a book together, AJ and I are, because I want him to own that boundary for himself and I want him to buy into it for himself. He's a teenage boy with hormones that are raging. Like I want to step into that conversation with him and say, look, I, I have to pursue purity too, just like you have to. And let's talk about you know, bouncing your eyes and mm -hmm. let's talk about some boundaries. Uh, one of the boundaries AJ sets on himself is he doesn't bring his phone downstairs. You know, I just, I appreciate that, that he, he owns his boundary. He's taking ownership of his boundary. So use those comment, the comment section to talk about the yeah. boundaries that, that you're trying to set with your kids right now. But back to Heather and, and Zach, um, what discipline measures have you found to be helpful and which ones backfired on you? Do you have any insights for us on that? I would say the, oh, go ahead. No. The, the biggest um, discipline is Madison's phone. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where it, where it hits home, right? Because that is, that's her, her means of communication, her means of entertainment, her means of um, everything. I mean, kids, kids live through it right now. And so we've set really clear expectations or clear boundaries um, that we have for her, for her to operate inside of that. And if she, deviates we're still pretty dang controlling with it um she loses her phone yeah and that that hits hard i don't know what's backfired on us i think you know we've, we've tried a few times the the go be in your room but she would kind of prefer that a lot <laughs> being, with her being, phone. being a teenager <laughs> um you know i think i think for us one of the one of the most important things that's been effective is that she knows um, that there are no boundaries relative to the phone because it's our phone mm -hmm. and that whatever goes on on the phone, we look at on a nightly basis or, or every other night and she doesn't have the ability to, to delete things. And if she does, she's in trouble. And so she knows whatever's going on on social media or whatever's going on via text message is something that we're going to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's been, that's been very helpful. And I think it's, um, it's, it's been, a pretty controlling boundary though, right? I mean, we're not empowering her to make her own decision, but we're we're somewhat keeping tabs on no, what's but, going on. But listen, I think that that's I think that you as parents, like we do our best and, and you guys maybe maybe in another six months, as you see Madison respond to different things, maybe that boundary will change a little bit, but it's still teaching her something. Mm -hmm. It's still it's still. I mean, I don't want parents to be afraid. I, I kind of like what you said. Like, I don't think parents should be afraid to say, like, we bought the phone. So if we say you need to give us the phone, like most of our teenagers would be like, how dare you? You can't take my property from me. In fact, I think AJ has said that to me, yeah. to which I said, <laughs> it's not your property, buddy. So, you know, but again, I think that's all part of as parents for our own kids, each, each situation is unique. You have to, you have to spend the time to set those boundaries to teach, but then over time to be able to say, Madison, in another two years, we're not going to be there to monitor yeah. that. So sure. learn these, these principles now. So you're smart with your phone when we're not managing it. Yeah. And we talk like that now with AJ, we're like, look, you're in another year and a half, you're going to be out. You're going to be off at college. Like, so he knows that he's on the clock. He knows that, that we're here to help him right now. And, and hopefully he'll have some good friends that, that help, yeah. help him set good boundaries. I mean, we hope he has that, but right now, like we're the ones in his life every day. And, and so we're reminding him, Hey, someday soon you're going to be out there on your own. So 
Again, learn to set boundaries for you. We'll help you right now, but really learn to set boundaries for yourself. So I've got one more question because I, I'm sure parents out there are just dying to turn the screens off and have their own conversation. But we've <laughs> got to just address one last question that I think I would imagine parents, some parents are asking right now, is this seems really mean. That Zach guy seems really mean. <laughs> You know, Brian's great, but Zach guy seems really mean. What do you say to to that, you know, that objection that boundaries, discipline boundaries seem seems mean? I want to be friends with my kids. I want I want them to love me and I want to I want everything to just be good. And I don't want it to set boundaries. What would you say to that? Do you want me to answer that first? Well, yeah, you... you answer it first. And then I want to I want to let I should let Zach probably defend himself here. Yeah, Zach will be more than ready to defend himself. Yeah, I just think as parents, our job is to train our kids and to get them ready for independence and to take ownership of their lives. And and kids, actually, we crave boundaries and we crave rules. So it's actually less loving to just be your kid's friend and let them go willy-nilly and just let them reap consequences of things that they're just too immature to even understand some of that. And so it's So fight the urge to think, I just want to be their friend, and being their friend means I'm permissive and let them do whatever they want. No, you can be their friend by investing in what you want their future to be. And I I, trust me, they'll see that in the end. They may not love every boundary as it's happening, but in the future, as they get older, they'll look back and say, thank you for giving me Mm -hmm. that. Zach, you want to add to that? Go ahead, defend yourself now. Defend yourself, buddy. (laughs) Heather, probably you were called mean at times in your motherhood as well, right? Oh, I'm still called me. <laughs> and my response is, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. So yeah, yeah. I love you. And loving yeah. you can sometimes be really hard. <laughs> yeah. So but I it's probably a, have to defend myself more than he does. Yeah. But, no, but it's also, it's also our job, right? It's our, it's our job yeah. as parents. And, you know, we go back and forth a lot as we're laying in bed about, should we have done that? Or should we have said this? Or should we have set this boundary? And, and ultimately, you know, as we talked about, we want to make decisions and set boundaries and have discussions that um, are five years out or two years out or three years out, not immediate discussions or, or decisions that are just happy in the moment, you know, and and if if she comes back and says, well, you guys don't just want to have fun. You just won't let me do whatever you want. The The response that I have is, Madison, that's not reality. That's not what life is. And when you do leave this house and you go become a student in college, your professor isn't going to let you take the test however many times you want. Your professor is going to set boundaries. And when you become an employee, you can't do whatever you want and spend all the time you want on your phone because you're going to get fired. So we want to set you up for success long term when you leave the house. Do we want to have fun here? Absolutely. But it's not just the chains are off and do whatever you want. That's typically my response. It doesn't always go over well. Um, but, but that's, that's how we feel. But, you know, after the fact, I mean, we had this truly this conversation two weeks ago and the response after two weeks has been really positive. Mm -hmm. And Madison even recognizes and sees that. So Tracy, to, to your point that kids thrive with structure, kids thrive with boundaries. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, they'll appreciate us for it. That's good. Yeah. That's so good, man. I I was so right though. Everybody should rewind what Zach just said. He is mean. 
And I think it's good for people to realize that. Zach, just, don't put I'm up just, with that. Hey, Zach and Heather, this has been awesome. It's been so good having you on this little double date night. In fact, I want to encourage you couples out there, do this with a friend. Say, hey, let's get on a let's get on a Google Hangout together. You have dinner over there, we'll have dinner over here and, and do some connecting like this because this was a lot of fun. So Zach and Heather, thank you. And for all you couples out there watching, use those discussion questions down below. Have your own great conversation about setting boundaries in marriage. Don't forget, find many, many more topics just like this on our website. And uh, we'll see you next see. week. Maybe we should do another double date. We'll this is see. great. We'll see if you behave. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. See you next week. <laughs>